All right, time for the MGPT Top 5 and 5. I think it's a fun topic today that people can get involved in. Text 609-403-0973. 609-403-0973. Today's MGPT Top 5 and 5. Today we are ranking five albums to listen for the rest of our lives. What are they? No greatest hits. MGPT Top 5 and 5. You can only listen to five albums for the rest of your life. What are they? No greatest hits. We are ranking our top five albums we would listen to for the rest of our lives. It's the MGPT Top 5 at 5. Peter? Michael, Hunter, how are you guys? Happy Monday. Doing Happy well, Peter. Happy Monday, PT. Yeah. I uh, I texted you at one point, Gil, if soundtracks were in the option, but then I kind of realized, I answered my own question. That's like a greatest hit. That's no good. Like, you, for example, I have the soundtrack to Forrest Gump, but... Not to mention, PT, you got to use your brain. Soundtracks can be its own category. Oh, well, geez. I use my brain every day, thank you very much, but, you know, (laughs) fine. (laughs) Don't worry. I got a great five, and I got a great uh, number of my honorable mentions, too. I'm good to go. We're looking forward to it. And uh, we missed you this weekend. We hope Susan's okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. She's on the mend. Ah, man. Got to go see the doctor still. That was just the urgent care side. Well, she'll, uh, she'll be okay. You missed it. We had white claws and everything. I saw the pictures. Look great. Yep. Well, all right. Well, everybody was asking for you. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> all right, Peter, number five. What do you got? Okay. Number five is a Led Zeppelin for me in through the outdoor. I mean, I have to include a Led Zeppelin album in my list. And while Led Zeppelin one, two, three, four are all great, plus physical graffiti, that's a great album. I have to give the nod to. 1979's In Through the Outdoor. I mean, first of all, it includes my favorite Led Zeppelin track of all time. That's Fool in the Rain. That song has everything on it from hard drums to huge guitar riffs to a part where they blow a whistle. And then it breaks into some sort of Caribbean-style music that almost sounds like it should have steel drums playing as well. I mean, what a radical shift in tone there. Other great songs in the album or the opening In the Evening, plus on side two you have all my love all of my love right i mean that goes on forever and it was the eighth and final studio release to reach number one in the charts in america so led zeppelin in through the outdoor that's my number five on the list my list is going to be a little bit different based off of uh, the genre that i enjoy the most which is more of today's hip-hop not so much what's going on actually in 2020 because it's a little uh different but you know this style of hip-hop and i will go at number five which was nothing was the same by drake this was 2013 drake this is where you saw the transition period of his first version of himself and it was like the perfect mix of what you have now and a little bit of an older style to him and we all know that drake is uh, at the top of the game if you will but it had fantastic songs 305 to my city the language started from the bottom i mean everybody knows started from the bottom that's one of those ones that gets played way too much on the radio that kills a little bit of it when you hear it in the album itself but uh yeah we'll have to go with nothing was the same by drake not one of my favorite drake albums but appreciate it are you being sarcastic? Or? No, no. No, oh, okay. No, you had a good you had a good look on your face as if you really meant that. So I was just making sure. No, I did really mean it. Okay. Uh, number five for me, I don't know how many people really even listened to this album or really uh, got into it much, but uh, 
It is the uh, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones Let's Face It album. So when you're looking to listen to an album from start to finish, and five of them, you've got to kind of mix up the array, right? I'm not going to listen to five rock albums for the rest of my life or five hip-hop albums for the rest of my life. I needed a little bit of brass, and they were like a ska punk, and it was... Um, Literally, I could sing almost every word to every song from Noise Brigade all the way through 1 to 8, which was track number 12. The Rascal King, Royal Oil, the impression that I get, let's face it, that little 1, 2, 3, 4, I could nail almost every single lyric and every single horn and note of that, that quadruple uh, listing of songs right there. It was one of the more underrated... Um, you know, it was in that ska punk era, so it didn't get a lot. But I thoroughly enjoy it. I will still uh, do a little bit of uh, return music with the Boss Tones from time to time. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, let's face it, from 1997. Which, by the way, the impression that I get reached number one on the Billboard Modern Rock cha cha Modern Rock Track chart in 19. 97 uh, Royal Oil was 22 Rascal King was number 7 the album itself reached number 27 on the Billboard top 200 It's a good poll by UMG you know I'm a sucker for the brass uh, I like the Boston's and yeah I mean you you're sitting there talking about the album I'm thinking you know I mean it's come on forget about it I, I love brass I love the Boston's that's a good reference by you uh, my number 4 is Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band, the Magic album in 2007. Now, he certainly has plenty of other amazing albums with the E Street Band. I'm thinking Born to Run, which could easily be on anyone's list, but he has some great work uh, later on, too. I sat down to make up this list. I pulled up in the center drawer of my desk, and there was the CD case for this Magic album looking right back up at me. I mean, there's certain albums that I can remember listening to over and over and over again. This is one of them. The opening track is Radio Nowhere to the rockin' Living in the Future to the Breezy Girls in Their Summer Clothes. This album had everything on it. It was just a great listen, and there's really no bad track in my opinion. I mean, I sit there and without even, you know, you just take a pause and I think of that album, I think, pour me a drink, Teresa, from that glass that you dust off. I mean, that's like from, you know, the opening lyric to I'll Work For Your Love. I mean, how do I remember a lyric like that? The same way you remember your boss tones. Uh, two weeks after the album's initial announcement, that it had 11 tracks in it, Terry's song was added. That was when Springsteen's longtime assistant, Terry McGovern, died, and so Springsteen put a little bonus track slipped it back onto the album there, and that's an amazing track, too. It also uh, was about the time that Gary Papa had had cancer again, so I played that for Gary. That that song has special meaning to me, too, because I played it for him, and he passed away not too long after that. So that Bruce Springsteen Magic album, it's Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band Magic. That's my number four. My number four is a little bit of J. Cole from 2016. 2014 Forest Hill Drive is the name of the album. And when it comes to J. Cole, uh, it's just a story. I mean, I talked about how albums are like books. When he creates an album, it is just beautiful. It's poetry. Everything flows. You can understand what he's saying. He's not one of those rappers where it's mumble rap. I mean, he actually spits bars if you will i mean i mean it's just it's a full-on story it's in order 
and you got a tale of two cities fire squad no role models it's not a long album either that's big for me i don't like 20 plus tracks it gets too long i think 13 is a good number he puts 13 on this album 2014 forest hills drive was one of the best albums of of the hip-hop era that he was in and is still in now that one i agree with much more than the drake album the yeah, j cole so definitely good. much better in my opinion of the storytelling yeah oh yeah no doubt about it i mean everything he creates is a legit story every single album uh number four self-titled album from third eye blind it is uh 1997 and uh that one is featuring semi-charmed kind of life jumper how's it going to be in fact a couple of weeks ago pt uh, on the old back porch, we brought out the old karaoke machine. I blasted out Narcolepsy track two from this album. Wow. Yeah, man. And everybody looked at me like, I've never heard that song before. Well, I heard it, and I used it during karaoke, and it's track two, and I can go from one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Uh, I can go down to 14, but 11, 12, 13, and 14. I don't know the words in all those songs very well, but all the way from 1 to 10, I could probably hit just about every um, lyric on there. Uh, very, very underrated, critic, uh, um, uh, critically acclaimed album. It's self-titled Third Eye Blind. And uh, I remember in that summer, I interned in Philadelphia, and I played that thing from my uh, place that I was staying to the radio station back and forth every single day. And I would do it for the rest of my life if they allowed me to. See, that's what I like. Music evokes memories. You know, you hear a song and you think about the first time you heard that song or where you were when you heard that song. And when you bring that up, MG, I think about my number three album and where I was. And that's Tom Petty wildflowers now this was the second solo album for him i think the first one was full moon fever but he used most of the heartbreakers as session musicians so it's really tom petty solo but you know the other guys are mixed in and full moon fever is pretty damn awesome too but i have to put wildflowers on my list because i can remember driving from scotts bluff nebraska to fort collins colorado because fort collins had like a mall a real mall where I could go Christmas shopping. And I listened to this CD all the way there and all the way back because the regular radio was so crappy. I mean, they had country and Western. So, I mean, just great tracks on this one. The big four of Wildflowers, You Don't Know How It Feels, You Wreck Me, and It's Good to Be King. It also had Honeybee, Don't Fade on Me, Cabin Down Below, To Find a Friend. They're pretty darn good, too. 15 tracks. There was a nice, quiet, very sweet and touching wake-up time at the end of the album that was just pure genius. Tom Petty, Wildflowers. 1994, it came out. That's number three on my top five albums I could bring if I could only listen to those five the rest of my life my number three is kanye west the life of pablo this was 2016 and i don't really know how to explain it there's a bunch of kanye west stands out there where everything he drops those people are just obsessed with it and i am one of those people it's about the production it's about 
not just what he's saying, but the, the, the music that he creates with the production. He's one of the best to ever do it when it comes to that part of music. Now, these songs, I'm not going to sit here and act as if these songs are just the greatest songs ever in the history of the world, but it's the way that it flows together. It's the whole entire product. It's the way that you know how much effort and work that he puts into his craft. Like I said, when you're a Kanye West stan, it's so hard to really describe the feeling but it just comes down to understanding what he means to rap and and how much of his life is just so dedicated to to his music and you relate to that as a listener to his work so the life of pablo in 2016 is the album for me that is third on my list that is kanye west all right number three coming up here uh this one goes back a little way the first two were more 90s uh this one's going back into uh the early not the early uh portion of the 80s but uh what year was uh appetite for destruction uh guns and roses 1987 so 10 years before the other two i was listening to appetite for destruction over and over and over welcome to the jungle it's so easy night train mr brownstone paradise city my michelle sweet child of mine you're so crazy when everybody all right sorry um <laughs> it's uh tremendous the uh first couple of albums from guns and roses could have been considered i mean you could have gone use your illusion one two um obviously though appetite for destruction uh was one that i think it just had more depth i had um, you know, Use Your Illusion 2, I guess it was, was highly under consideration, but Appetite for Destruction was the one in 87 that was out first. It just remember certain things about it, what I was doing, different things that was happening at that time that I went with. So, uh, Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, beat that, PT. Hard to beat, especially when my favorite team at that in that year skated to that in warm-ups basically every home game. The Flyers loved that album. They played all those songs in their warm-ups. They were they were rocking to the same songs you just referenced. It's, uh, it's hard to beat, you know, but my number two is by a pretty darn good band, and they've been heard of. This, to me, is one of their better albums, and that's U2 Octung Baby. Okay, this is 1991. It was the seventh studio album, and they really shifted direction. See, they were stung and hurt by the criticism of their previous album. That was Rattle and Hum in 1988. So they went to Berlin to record a totally different sound, a totally different direction. I mean, thematically, it's darker and more introspective than any of their previous work. The band got in fights. It took so long, they almost broke up while they were recording it. And then it comes out, and there's 12 tracks, and I challenge you to pick me the weak one. I mean... Speaking of one, that became the breakout single from this album. Other hit singles were The Fly, Mysterious Ways, Even Better Than The Real Thing, Who's Gonna Ride Your Wild Horses? I mean, forget about it. And I got this, I brought it to a party in college, and we played it the entire night. We just let it hit play and repeat and play and repeat. And there wasn't a single person there that said like, hey man, you think we can play something else? We just let it run. That was the soundtrack of the party. By the way, I believe John Finger was at that party too, just to throw in a little Johnny Finger reference. But you 2 Octung Baby, that's the number two album on my list. 
My number two, I'm going back-to-back Kanye West. I can listen to him all day. 2007, (laughs) The Graduation Album. Now, this is just stellar. You got Stronger, I Wonder, Good Life, Can't Tell Me Nothing. And every time I think of Stronger, I think of Never Back Down, if you remember that movie, the fighter movie. That's got to be right up Josh's alley. And he's walking through the scene. He's got Stronger playing Kanye, just getting him hyped. This is the prime Kanye West. When I mentioned the life of Pablo, that's a little bit out of his prime. I'm not going to lie. There is a part now where it is getting a little funky, although anything he puts out, I'm all for. But in 2007, that was the Kanye West that everybody really enjoyed. And it's not so much to that point now where everybody's all on board. But in 2007, you definitely were. And he is an icon when it comes to hip-hop so that is where i go for number two good one there i like that one better than the pablo (laughs) solid choice no the life of pablo is an interesting one it's not for everyone you got to have a a different set of ears definitely i agree uh all right number two chapter two uh number two for me i'm going i somebody actually texted this one in I was happy to see. This guy texted in a couple that uh, made my either my list or my honorable mention. Uh, 609-403-0973. This is uh, Sports, the third album by Huey Lewis and oh, the no. News. Come on, PT. How's the sports album? Not in your top five. Heart of rock and roll, heart and soul, bad is bad. I want a new drug, walking on a thin line. I mean, if this is it, uh, I could go Ooh. back and forth, up and down. Coast to coast, listening to little Huey Lewis in the news, and you just put on the sports album when you put yourself in a good mood no matter what. As we said, you got to change the genres a little bit there. And uh, I went Boss Tones, Third Eye Blind, Appetite for Destruction, brought me back to a little brass with uh, Huey Lewis in the news. The sports album is his best, 1983. It was number one on the Billboard 200. June 29th, 1984. Also reminds me a lot of uh, watching Back to the Future. 100%. He'd be high. Did you ever see him in concert? I have not. See, that's high on my list of people that I wanted to see. And I was getting tickets at one of the AC properties. And then he announced that he had, like, tinnitus. And he was never going to tour again. He had this. He had the ringing in his ears. He's done touring, unfortunately. I, I, would, I would love to see Huey Lewis in the news. If he ever gets his ears fixed, Gil, that's on our must-do. I'll, I'll get the tickets. You bring the popcorn. All right. Well, he's in my albums five, not yours. No, he's not. Uh, but I like your pull. All right. My number one, I bet. Can you guess the band that is my number one, Gil? I'm going to go Beatles. That is correct. <laughs> can you guess the album? There's a lot of choices here. I mean. I mean, but you're, if you're thinking of an influential album that you have to listen to for the rest of your life. Well, you could make a case that five of their albums would be in the top ten. True, but which one was the most revolutionary of all of them? I don't know. I'm, I'm partial to probably Sgt. Pepper's, but that's just That's me. the one. All right. That, that's my number one. It's historic. It happens to be great. It's regarded as the first concept album ever. I mean, think about it. For example, there'd be no Tommy by The Who if Sgt. Pepper didn't come along first, you know, between the music, the song composition, the psychedelic imagery in the songs, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, right? What does that stand for? It had everything. The album art was revolutionary at the time. Who are all those people on the cover? That's a who's who. In 2003, Rolling Stone called this the greatest album of all time. It's still one of the best-selling albums of all time, 32 million copies. 
worldwide by 2011. Just 13 tracks, but each one's better than the last. Even the lesser-known ones, like Fixing a Hole or She's Leaving Home are outstanding. I, I have, I'm a little partial to Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite and Lovely Rita, but really the entire album's great to me. They put out a 50th anniversary edition in 2017, and that got great acclaimed. Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the full title of the album. That's my number one must-have album to listen to for the rest of my life. My number one is Kendrick Lamar, Damn, from 2017. And listen, I could have filled my whole entire list with Kendrick Lamar. He's that talented. But when it comes to this album, the fact that, I mean, we talked about J. Cole and how lyrically gifted he is. Kendrick Lamar is twice as good as J. Cole, and that's not a knock on J. Cole at all because he's awesome. It just shows you how good Kendrick Lamar is. This album is so insane that you can play it forward and it tells a story, and then you play it backwards and it tells a completely different story. I mean, it's absurd. That's the type of stuff that Kendrick Lamar does when it comes to his production. It blows my mind with how great he is on word playing and, and just everything in the production side. I got to go with Damn from Kendrick Lamar, another album where 14 tracks. I don't like my albums too long. Sometimes it, it loses me a bit. That's a good number, and I love the fact that you can play it in reverse. Now, I like three out of your five. My only question is, there's no variety here. You're going to listen to five hip-hop albums for the rest of your life. I know, and I'm okay with that. See, I love country. It's my number two, but I don't listen to country albums the same way Hip-hop hits differently for me. When I listen to a hip-hop album, it's not the same as listening to country songs. I can't listen to a country album the same way. And to me, there's a difference between what Kanye brings to the table and Kendrick. Like, the way that I listen to these hip-hop albums, it's not just, oh, I'm listening to rap still. They just speak different to me. I don't know. All right, number one for me, it's uh, now... A lot of people in uh, will go back and forth on the, you know, the two albums, whether it be Radiohead, The Benz, or Radiohead, OK Computer. I am partial to The Benz album, and I can listen to it all day, every day, back and forth, all the way, Iron Lung, High and Dry, Fake Plastic Trees, Just, uh, Street Spirit, Fade Out. You know, those are the five first tracks of the song. They all uh, were, you know, big hits for them. Bones, Nice Dream. The, the big thing with this album, too, is, it, again, as you mentioned, it does tell a big story. It kind of goes into a lot. It has a huge legacy. Uh, it is a little downer, but it goes up and down, and it brings you for a ride. It brings you kind of all over the place. You know, they wrote Pablo Honey, and after they finished writing the Benz album, they were basically uh, quoted as saying that every single song on the Benz album is better than every song you know, there's not one song on Pablo Honey that's better than this. And they're right. Pablo Honey was just average. OK Computer, a lot of people are partial. It got a little too um, industrial at times, I guess, for me. But uh, most people know Pablo Honey because it had Creep on it, which was their big radio hit. But Radiohead, The Benz, number one, all day, every day, PT. That's the album that I will take with me. 1995. Not a bad poll. Yeah, Creep did go to one, but there's a lot of good, great songs off of that album. Radiohead, I know you have a partial, uh, you have a, a, a you gravitate toward them. That's that's a favorite of yours. Uh, ready for some honorable mentions? Fire away. Uh, I threw in Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, The Eagles, Hotel California, Fleetwood Mac, The Rumors album. The Doors' initial album was actually called The Doors. Rolling Stones, Exile on Main Street, and Eric Clapton has an album, August, 
that leads off with, it's in the way that you use it. I can remember uh, borrowing my brother's 87 Toyota Celica without permission and jamming that on the cassette player. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Yeah, I have a couple um, couple honorable mentions here. To Pimp a Butterfly, to keep it with Kendrick Lamar, that actually won a Grammy for Best Rap Album in 2016. That's definitely the one that people go to the most with Kendrick. But I, I did have a more of a emotional tie with Damn when I started listening to it. And then I get into the, the silly rap that I know is garbage, but it's all about being hype. Like, it's hype rap where it's absolutely not good, but it's so bad that it's enjoyable. And that's Huncho Jack which was a 2017 album with Travis Scott and Quavo. And then uh, What a Time to Be Alive, which was Future and Drake. So I understand it's not like great music, but it's that's the difference for me when it comes to hip hop. To me, the hype hip hop is different from the Kanye hip hop, which is different from the Kendrick hip hop. So it all hits different in, in my fields. All right. Uh, I put together uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I got eight quickies. You ready to go, PT? Uh, I'm ready. You'll probably enjoy these here. Uh, Counting Crows, August and Everything After. All right. Yeah, Omaha, Little America. That's what I figured you would enjoy. <laughs> Self-titled Boston of the uh, AO, uh, sure. album-oriented rock genre. The Pearl Jam 10 uh, album. Fleetwood yeah. Mac rumors also made my list. The Doors, though, I went with L.A. Woman as my Again. Doors pick. Uh, the fourth album from Led Zeppelin, self-titled, or Led Zeppelin 4 to some people Correct. out there. Uh, and finally, it's uh, Morphine Yes, which is another kind of uh, horn-oriented band, you know, that has a little bit more uh, horn and industrial uh, sound to it than mode. I, I had uh, so many that I could have added. Um, Smashing Pumpkin, Siamese Dream also was right there on my list. Like, in fact, uh, I was I should you know I, I could have had that and swapped out Third Eye Blind, but uh, some of the Siamese Dream stuff eh, was a little wonky for me. But that's my favorite Pumpkins album, and the Pumpkins are probably my favorite alt rock band. But there you go, it's our top five and five five albums we could listen to for the rest of our lives with no greatest hits albums. All right, Peter, good job. Thank you. That was fun. Have a nice day, Peter. See ya. Talk, talk to you guys again tomorrow. All right. There's the uh, MGPT Top 5 at 5. I enjoyed that one. Oh, I did too. That was solid. That was around I don't the... think there's any that I don't like. I'm going to go home and listen to uh, one of these albums, I think. Yeah, I was thinking the same exact thing. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. All right. On the other side, we will uh, find out this year's Shoppy Award winners, the Senior Athletes of the Year. For the Cape Atlantic League, we will introduce you to the two winners, boys and girls, coming up next on the Sports Bash Live 97.3 ESPN. Turn it on. You're locked into South Jersey's number one sports radio talk show, The Sports Bash, with Mike Gill on 97.3 ESPN-FM. All right, on Friday's show, we told you the nominees for this year's Shoppy Awards, which uh, introduces you to the top senior athletes in the Cape Atlantic League each and every year. Uh, we told you the list of past winners, people like Mike Trout, Mike, uh, Matt Caesar, Flash Gordon, you know, tremendous um, athletes all over who have gone on to great things. And we hope our latest two winners have a great career in college as well. We were about to announce to you who this year's winners will be on both the boys' and girls side and we will do that in just a second here sports bash 
97.3 ESPN. Brought to you by Maplat Kia. They want to get you approved today. Maplat Black Horse Pike in Egg Harbor Township. So on Friday, we have the full list on our website, 97.3ESPN.com, of this year's nominees. And we are about to introduce you to the winners on the boys' and girls' side. On the boys' side, it was St. Joe's Jada Byers, the running back, and also a member of the basketball team, called a bunch of those basketball games this year. Uh, and uh, obviously uh, a huge career for the Wildcats football team, 106 career touchdowns, 232 points in a season, 10 touchdowns in a game, yes, in one game. Uh, he is the uh, fourth winner from St. Joe's. And on the girls' side, it, uh, it is uh, three-sport athlete uh, Kira Sides from Middle Township. She is headed to LaSalle for lacrosse. She is the two-time Cape Atlantic League All-Star in soccer, scored more than 1,600 points in basketball, a school record, number two all-time in the Cape Atlantic League for career goals in lacrosse, probably would have become the number one had there had been a spring season and uh, tons of other accomplishments for Akira Sides. And both of them join us now here on the Boardwalk Honda Hotline. We congratulate you both. And Kira, I will start with you. Uh, who obviously this spring season you would have been just uh, winding down, and I'm imagining uh, you're going to go play lacrosse. You got to play basketball. You got to play soccer, but not getting the chance to play this lacrosse season had to be pretty difficult. But uh, to wrap up your senior year, it was an outstanding career because most people aren't playing three sports at the level that you are, so a very high accomplishment and congratulations. But how difficult was it to not get to play most likely your favorite sport? Yeah, it was very disappointing because I've been, you know, training and working hard, looking forward to the cross season, and then only to find out that I won't be playing, especially my last year. Yeah, I, I know uh, it's been difficult. What are some of the things that you've been able to do to kind of keep yourself ready? Because hopefully you will have lacrosse, uh, you know, that everything kind of gets back to normal, and you got to play basketball, you got to do soccer. What have you been doing uh, with this downtime to kind of keep yourself prepared? Um, I've been, I've still been practicing lacrosse. I've been lifting and I've been doing track workouts and I've also, I work at Osborne's Furniture, so I just run there in the morning sometimes. Uh, two-time Cape Atlantic League All-Star in soccer, 1,600 points in basketball. Why, uh, lacrosse over the other two? Obviously, you've had a tremendous career in all three. What is it about lacrosse that has you wanting to continue that sport? Um, I honestly think it's because I picked lacrosse up. Um, that was the last sport I picked up. So, I mean, I picked it up in fourth grade, but to me it's like new and, you know, it's just such a cool sport. You know, you find new tricks and so it's just, it kind of involves soccer and basketball all in one. It doesn't seem like it, but like you box people out, you know, footwork is a lot of it and it's just so much fun. Yeah, I know uh, it's a, for a lot of people, in, for, uh, specifically in this area, it's still a somewhat of a new sport. Uh, your basketball career, you know, 1,600 points. You were a part of a lot of, uh, you know, very good teams there. What are some of your favorite memories of playing with the group of girls uh, at Middle Township? Um, making it to the playoffs, the Cal playoffs, you know, getting to Stockton and, it was, and getting to Manchester. It was just so exciting to get that far with a group of girls that I love so much. You guys had a tremendous run, and, you know, this is another – what did you – you know, you had all this time. You played three sports all four years except for, obviously, this final year, which, you know, you weren't – did you – were you, like, going nuts, like, not having – you know, not having that season that you didn't have something to do? 
yes, I'm, I said to my mom, I was like, this is so weird. I have so much free time. I'm not used to it. Right? I mean, it's, it's when you have that regimen that you're going to practice every single day for three seasons for four years, that last one had to be uh, kind of crazy. What was it about LaSalle uh, that kind of drew you to go and stay close to home? I really like the city in Philadelphia, and LaSalle's not far from it, like 10 minutes even. So that's kind of what got me, and I didn't want to go far from home. Kira Sides, Middle Township. She is the Billy Shoppy Memorial Award winner for the girls this year. It is the top senior athlete. And on the boys' side, let me bring Jada Byers in from St. Joe's. He is headed to Sacred Heart in Fairfield, Connecticut for football. Uh, and uh, obviously, Jada, your name has been highly associated with football the past uh, few years here and obviously a great career. You have so many memories, I'm assuming. What stands out to you about your time at St. Joe's? What stands out to me there is it's a very hard memory to find out that. But if I had to pick one memory to that, it would be probably, I, I really don't know, just bonding with my teammates. That's the only thing I can really say because there's a lot of memories at that school that I have. Yeah, 10 touchdowns in the game, 232 points in the season, the success of that program. Uh, obviously, you said there's so many things, and the camaraderie there. I guess it's got to be a little difficult to see what's going on with the school right now with it being in such limbo that, you know, you're you're walking away from the school and going on to college and then looking back that it might not be there anymore. Yeah, it, 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 it was heartbreaking when I first found out that. And to be honest, we face a lot of adversity, and it's another part of adversity that we're facing right now. And I feel like we're overcoming, and our school will open back up because if they don't, I would feel bad for other kids that was under me because like, there's a lot of key players out there that didn't have a chance to play. So I wish they could have a better chance to play at St. Joe and experience what I had played through. And I hope we do stay open. Yeah, Jada, the football community, especially in the South Jersey area, looks at St. Joe's as one of the flag bearers. Tell the people, you know, what they something about playing football there that maybe people don't realize. I mean, it's such a small school, but yet the football team is always so good. What What is it about St. Joe's football that maybe people who don't, understand uh you know what they don't understand about why year after year after year you guys are among the best people don't understand is coach Sacco, coach paul Sacco. that's what people don't understand he might be old but he do know what he's talking about <laughs> and it's always it's never a day we're taking off it's always a day we're always in the weight room working out watching film is a part of the little things that matters out there and that's one thing he always teaches about the little things to get to the big things and Every year, that's all they've been doing. He never changed up nothing. And a lot, I get that question asked a lot, too. Oh, Jada, why did you go there? Or why y'all been running the same offense for 30-something years? I'm <laughs> like, because Coach Hagel said it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I'm like, wow. It's crazy because people know we'll be running, and they still can't stop it because it's about the little things that got you to the big things. And you keep running the little things right. The big things will come better. Yeah, there's a, and there's been a lot of guys like Jada Byers who we're talking to right now. Uh, you hand it to you, you throw it to you, and special things happen. It was a lot of fun watching you play football over the last couple of years. But you were also a member of the basketball team, which this year had a tremendous season. And how much fun was it being a part of the basketball team? You know, on the football team, you're the guy that everybody's trying to talk to after the game. On the basketball team, you had just a senior role. You were one of the leaders, uh, energy guy. It, it seemed like you really enjoyed playing basketball though as much as football might be your you know your top sport it feels like you really love playing basketball yeah because my freshman year I had played and I was pretty good at it and it had something that happened with me and one of my teammates and we stopped disliking each other so I quit my freshman year 
So then I was talking to Coach Rodeo every day after that. He was like, dude, I need you to come play for me. And my sophomore and junior reason, my sophomore and junior, the reason I didn't play because I was focused on football a lot. So I'm like, all right, wow, well, I ain't got nothing else to do. So see, I told Coach Rodeo, I'm like, Coach, I'm going to play this year. And I set goals for myself. And one of my goals was to beat Wildwood Catholic, be the first team at the to beat Wildwood Catholic. And we did that. And I told Coach Rodeo we was going to do whatever we had to do to get to the Cal Championship. And we fell short of that, but it was still it still was fun playing around with other people and making everybody else better around you too. Because it's, well, it's not always it's not always just about you when you're on the team. It's about other people around you. And I know that me playing basketball brought other people out to play. So I'm like, hey, we might as well make St. Joe a bigger name in basketball too. And you did that this year. It was a lot of fun watching the Wildcats playing basketball. Jada Byers, our winner. Uh, Kira Sides from Middle Township. She was the girls' winner. And remember, the Shoppy Awards are based on all four years of their career, which means you know both of these athletes were productive basically all four years. In fact, both of them all four years contributed. And congratulations to them. By the way, Jada is heading to Sacred Heart in Connecticut to play football. Kira, as we mentioned, going to LaSalle. And they are this year's winners of the Shoppy Awards uh, for the top senior athletes in the Cape Atlantic League. Kira, congratulations to you first. Thank you so much. And Jada, congratulations. Good luck to both of you. And again, congratulations. Thank you. All right, there you go. This year's Billy Shoppy Award winners. It is selections based on not just this year, but the entire four years. Both of them tremendous in their four years. I mean, I've called many of Jada's games. I've seen Kira uh, on the basketball court uh, uh, for all four years. Both of them have been tremendous. And you can get more details on our website, 973ESPN.com. A list of all of the Billy Shoppy Awards winners, finalists from every year. They're all available at primeevents.net. And we'll also have them up on our website, 973ESPN.com. So to review the year for the Cape Atlantic League, which has just finished up here, uh, obviously the school year, no spring season. The Tony Ceres Award for the highest football team ranked, St. Augustine. The Ken Leary Award for the highest ranked boys basketball team, Wildwood Catholic. The Joe Fustner Award for the highest girls team, Ocean City. Boo Pergament Award for most improved basketball, El Marco Jackson from St. Augustine. Nene Clark from Oakcrest. The Frank Campo Humanitarian Award, Josh Barnes of Ocean City. The Ed Burns Memorial All Sports Award is Ocean City. And the Billy Shoppy Awards, Jada Byers, St. Joe, Kira Sides, Middle Township. And uh, both of them, tremendous careers. And we wish them well. It is the Sports Bash Live on 97.3 ESPN. Mike and Broads taking it till 6. Don't forget, tomorrow we'll have information on this baseball as Frank Close will join us. But Bob Nightingale just tweeting this out, Broads. You ready for this? Oh, yeah. So, just moments ago, MLB informed the union that it anticipates earning $2.75 billion in revenue this year and that the players would receive $1.93 billion in salary and bonuses. Do you see an issue there? Uh, well, I don't know where they think they're getting the $2.75 billion in revenue. I mean, that sounds like a pretty nice number to be able to say, all right, this is what we're working for, and you're getting $1.93 billion in salary and bonuses. Again, I think it's to the point where there's enough money to go around to make this thing work. You just have to be willing to kind of unlock your heels a little bit. And I don't think that that is going to happen because the players will not back down from that March agreement. And that is a flawed mindset to have. Well, it looks like, and the, what I get from that report tweet from uh, Nightingale is that 
the MLB proposal includes the option for the players to sit out the season. All right. I mean, so, I don't see how that can be a problem it, with everything going on. If you don't feel comfortable playing, then fine. Don't play. No, they right. just won't get paid. The, right. Exactly. But that was what was talked about before. Now, Manford previously said MLB is expected to lose $4 billion this year. So is it fair to assume that Major League Baseball was supposed to have around $7 billion in revenue this year, and now that's cut down to $2.7? That's how I see it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's how I see it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're still going to make money. It's just they're not going to make as much as they once did. To think they won't make any money, well, that's silly. Yeah, I don't know that 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 reporter tweet pushes my pile one way or the other to make me feel like something's getting done here. Well, the owners are claiming that they are going to lose money putting a product on the field instead of not. But I guess what they're saying is they're going to lose money compared to what they could be making. Like, they're still gaining money. Mm -hmm. They made it seem like they're not making money at all. Remember? Well, Yeah, they were making it like, if we don't play, we're going to lose $4 billion. Well, no, if they did, no, they were saying if they did play games, that they would without actually fans. be losing money. Without fans in the stands. I thought that what they said was, if we play without fans in the stands, we're going to be losing what was the term that they used? $4 billion, but there was a biblical, right? That they were going to have biblical losses or something like that. Right. What Manfred was saying in that interview with CNN was that his whole point was that, listen, we have a certain amount of money we make off of merchandise sales, ticket revenue, and all the other things that come with attendance. So their claim was that the $4 billion was the combination of the lost fan attendance Plus the loss of games. Yeah. So the way they worded it, it made it seem like they were actually going to make no money. But what they were saying is they're going to make money, just not as much no, as we once were. Right. Correct. Guess what? 2020. <laughs> That's Love that answer. philosophy. Today is a day to try something a little different, a little out of the ordinary. Watch live sports on your phone. Bet the game you're watching. Korean baseball, soccer, professional darts, table tennis. You might be surprised how much you enjoy watching the game you're betting on, and you could do it at PlaySugarHouse.com. Go to the sports book and click Streaming Live. This is really cool that you can actually be like, hey, there's a dark game on right now. Boop. Put that on. See what's on. Try something new today. Have you ready for competition? It's time for five questions. Three game and just man out of Number five will always love you. All right, let's get ready to wrap up today's show. But before we do, we have today's 500. Brody, you have the honor, sir. All right. Now, would you rather have a cook at your service all the time or a maid? It's a really hard one. Probably. I think I know where I'm going. I would probably go cook. I agree, because the main thing, look, I don't love cleaning, but it's not going to frustrate me that much. But when you're starving, to be able to be, hey, yo, I want a PB&J, you know what I mean? Yep. Well, and I look at it as, right, I don't love doing, like, laundry or cleaning, but I'm also not that dirty. I also love that I just went PB&J out of anything I could have asked for. Right. PB&J? Really weak. 
that is just disgusting. I am so pissed off at myself. Yeah. But, like, I'm not that dirty where I feel like, you know, like, okay. But I could also have a cook who would make, like, healthier options for me, you know? Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Cook is the move. Now, Cook's if the you move. get... If you didn't do sports radio, would you rather have a desk job or can you be an outdoor job kind of guy? Uh, I don't love a desk job thought. You do or you don't? No. Well, I agree with you. See, I'd I also don't know the out. Like, stuff. I don't like to be outside in the heat all day either. That would not be very appealing. Yeah, back in my high school days, I would work every summer in a warehouse, jeans, work boots in the summer. I mean, it was hot, no air conditioning. So I've been on that side. But I will say, the time flies by because you're constantly moving PVC pipe, getting all kinds of hardware. I mean, you look at the clock, damn, it's 2.30 already, you know? So much going on. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Oh, you got to pick one, Bill. What's the desk job entail? Am I making, like, cold calls? I don't want to do that either. <laughs> it seems like you're leading desk job, though, because well, you're anti-sweat. Like not that I'm not. I just don't want to be out. It's hot. I don't know. Yeah. All right, so desk job it is. Cold. Hot. And I'm like a computer programmer, something like that. All right. All right, desk job it is. Maybe I'm a doctor. <laughs> Whoa, what? <laughs> Did not see that coming. Would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and you can meet your great-great-grandchildren? Well, I don't have any kids, so that's going to be hard. That is a really tough thing to have during this scenario. Yes, that's yeah. a problem. But uh, I probably would still say, you know, you know what? I think I'm going into the past. Ah, I think I'm going into the past because I, I cringe to think about what the future might look like. I mean, the, the past was bad at times, too, though. Sure, but it was simpler. Oh, no doubt. We've had a lot more simple times, you know. How far are we going back here? Well, you know, ancestors. You can make it great-great-grandparents, maybe. Am I going back into, like, the 1800s? Sure, if you want to. You can go back as far as possible. Yeah, I'd like to see what the 1800s look like. I agree. See, I always thought it would be cool to live in the medieval times. Like, oh, there's bros. I'm just on a horse with, like, a sword, like Legolas. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the future, I'm not, uh, I hope it, I hope it simplifies itself. Well, why can't it be a good thing, though, right? Like, kind of like baseball. They're like, well, what if I only hit 189 in these 40 games? Yeah, well, what if you hit 450? Can't the future be great? Could, but I'm, under the current situation, I'm not very optimistic, optimistic or anticipatory. Okay. Now, would you rather have nosy neighbors or extremely noisy neighbors? Nosy. So you'd rather them be in your business? Hey, go! What are you doing over there? I got that already. <laughs> That's great. Were you there? But, I mean, do you, do you have a combination of both? You were there you when my neighbor noisy... just showed up randomly with like snacks the other day. Yeah. We, by the way. These snacks were just outrageous. I mean, he had, like, what, wasabi poppers? I mean, just what? Out of anything you're going to buy, you're going to buy wasabi poppers? Those wasabi peas were the best ones of the whole lot. Nah, dude, those cookies with the cream filling inside? Oh, the carrot cake ones, yeah. Yeah, he he did all right, but there were a couple questionable calls there. That's all. (laughs) No, the wasabi. Something I would never really pick up. I can't knock them for the wasabi peas. Those were great. They're good, but they're just so random. Like, people are boozing, and, oh, I got the perfect 
perfect snack for that. Well, he was like at Big Lots. He was like, hey, I'm at Big Lots. I'm going to pick up some snacks for you. All right, real quick. Last one. Would you rather hear the good news or the bad news first? Good news. Wow. Yeah. All right, that's our show. <laughs>